Hey everybody, what's going on? This is Cody here with Drew Code Sports Talk coming at you with a new podcast episode. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it is only me this week. Drew, unfortunately, had some plans where we couldn't work out uh, being able to record this together. No worries, though, you guys. I've got you guys covered. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be reviewing the Raiders Chargers uh, um, last second uh defensive play i guess we can say to seal the win for the raiders uh, also we'll be looking ahead to this sunday's matchup against the raiders and the broncos and then also i asked the question and i'm going to give you my opinion uh whether or not Derek carr is an mvp dark horse candidate so if that sounds great stay tuned and keep listening and of course please enjoy What is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Drew Code Sports Talk. So, um, yep, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Drew, unfortunately, was unable to join me this week, but it's uh, no problem at all. I've got you guys covered. We'll just do a quick solo one, uh, and hopefully you guys will still stay tuned and listen because we're still going to be bringing you all that Raiders uh, information, content, and all that good old stuff. So, uh, without further ado, let us get a, let us get into the episode. So to start us off, you guys, we're going to be talking about the Raiders and the Chargers game that just happened this Sunday. Uh, the Raiders pulled out the victory with a 31-26 win over the Chargers in Los Angeles. Uh, it came on a third and goal throw that was to uh, Herbert to Parmham Jr., who caught the pass, ruled the touchdown, and then upon further review, it was incomplete because he did not main, uh, maintain control of the ball when he landed as the ball hit the ground. Uh, it did fall into his arms, but it clearly had bounced into his arms and uh, it nullified the play. In other words, we won because it's an incomplete pass. So we definitely pulled that out by the skin of our teeth, if I do say so myself. Um it was definitely uh, nail-biting, frustrating for sure, because uh, we were up to lead that quarter, um, and the Chargers were making a comeback, and uh, it was uh, devastating to watch because Herbert was just knifing our secondary apart. So a couple of key things in the game is the Raiders did score 14 points in the third quarter uh, following halftime, of course, which got us a nice bolstered lead. Um, we only scored a field goal in the fourth quarter that got us 31 um, however, though, the Chargers made a roaring comeback uh, where they actually controlled the uh, basically controlled the entire fourth quarter. Um, they were on the field for about 10 and a half minutes. The Raiders were about a little under five minutes in terms of total possession for the fourth quarter. Um, Los Angeles had the ball for 34 minutes and Las Vegas only had it for 25. So normally when the time of possession is uh, that lopsided, normally the opposing team uh, pulls out the victory. Um, but in this case, the Raiders got very lucky. And again, credit that to the run offense that uh, the O-line produced. And obviously, Booker and Jacobs had done for us. Each of them with a rushing touchdown. Uh, Jacobs had a respectable 62 yards rushing. Uh, Booker had a respectable 68 yards rushing. Derek Carr had a, uh, I guess we can call it a pedestrian day. Um, he only threw for 165 yards, two scores um, for 13 completions off of 23 attempts. He had a quarterback rating, though, of 108, which was better than Herbert's at 106. Uh, with all that being said, you guys, just bottom line, this game really came down to our defense. And I'm not saying in a positive way. Uh, the reason why I say that is because Isaiah Johnson, I believe he's a rookie, uh, cornerback was covering uh, Parham on the, on the catch. And had it not been for Parham, you know, coming down with it, um, and hitting the ground, that would have ended the game. Um, now, granted, um, you know, Johnson did get his hand in there at the last second that kind of did maneuver a little bit, 
But for the most part, though, what led us to that was obviously two long drives that the Chargers put together that left them on the field for more than five minutes each drive, which, of course, wears out the defense. And <clears throat> and it made it really impossible for the Raiders to get off the field and obviously left our defense up there. So our secondary um, may have gotten lucky on this one, but truthfully, you know, Honestly, Justin Herbert, though, still threw for over 300 yards. He had two scores. We did sack him twice, so it, it made it a little easier. But uh, for the most part, though, this uh, Chargers offense was very difficult to stop for our defense. And with a little bit of late, a uh, little bit of luck, I mean, it, it fell our way, thankfully. But for the most part, though, the Raiders defense nearly lost us this game. Um couple of more stats I'll give you guys is um, Ballage, who was the lead rusher for the Chargers, had 65 yards and a rushing score. Keenan Allen led the team uh, in nine receptions for 103 yards and a touchdown. Mike Williams had five receptions of his own for 81 yards. He did drop actually a second in goal pass that was thrown to him beautifully, uh, but he did come down pretty hard on his head, and it made him, in my opinion, it looked like he suffered a concussion on the play and that's the, when he came down with the ball like it clearly flopped out of his hands but you know he honestly had a firm grasp on that ball when he came down inbounds and then as soon as he hit the ground it just, it just came out so he didn't complete the catch but we had two back-to-back -back passing plays that nearly ruined it for us um, on that last drive that the Chargers had but here's what I'll say you guys uh, again I think what Drew and I have always been talking about is you know, the amount of time that the defense is always on the field is what is a big concern for us. Um, you know, like I mentioned, the Chargers had nearly 10 more minutes than we did on um, time of possession. And uh, an argument could be made the entire fourth quarter was theirs. I mean, other than a field goal that we had, <clears throat> we really weren't on the field that long in the fourth quarter. We did not control the clock as we should have. The Chargers basically, you know, for basically mopped the floor with us if it wasn't for just a couple of miscues by their offense they they would have easily won this game but you know again credit to the defense though for standing up strong and at least uh, you know Isaiah Johnson um, coming up big with that uh, pass protection so um, didn't have to do much in the passing game uh, however Waller led the team with five receptions 22 yards and a touchdown uh, Winfro and Aguilar each had two receptions Aguilar with the lone touchdown for the receivers though um, but for the most part, you guys, the Raiders had a really good, tough win. Chargers have been known to be super competitive with us, uh, you know, in the in the division for lots and lots of years. Um, Chargers, I think, are the record doesn't really speak for how difficult this team is and their defense, especially. Now, granted, they gave up their number one defensive guy, arguably in the secondary, uh, Desmond King, through the trade uh, through the trading deadline, but. You know the Chargers though have a good have a really good offense. Um, they may be without uh, Austin Eckler, but they do have uh, Ballage. They do have uh, I believe his name is um, Josh Kelly um, and another kid. I want to say it's Justin something rather. But anyways, um, they have a really good rushing attack because their offensive line has been protecting Herbert very well. Herbert himself, in my opinion, is the front runner for the uh, NFL Rookie of the Year or Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, he was tearing up our defense, looking like a vet that's been out there forever, and he's he's somebody to watch out for. But uh, the Chargers, I believe their record now is uh, three and five, if I'm not mistaken. But all five of their wins have come in only single score losses, which means that they are always there to the bitter end. Um, you know, and and for them last week they lost in another last second touchdown to the Broncos, um, who we're playing next week. Uh, so. 
you know, the Chargers are a very tough team. Offensively, they're fantastic. Defensively, they, they are very good, but their defensive lets the lead slip, which is the reason why they're in the predicament that they're in. But for the most part, you guys, don't sleep on this on this win. This isn't just a you know bad team that we were supposed to beat. They're competitive. They're always a team that pushes uh, the Raiders and always makes them uh, – you know, have to play above their abilities. And, you know, thankfully we did that. However, our defense really needs to step up and do a better job at, um, you know, getting pressure to the quarterback. Granted, we had two sacks, but really, you know, Herbert looked comfortable in the pocket all day long. You know, we did not do anything that we could have to make him scramble or anything like that, but we didn't cause any turnovers other than a fumble. But, you know, for the most part, for the Raiders' defense, in my opinion, for them to continue to be relevant in the AFC, they really need to do a better job at rushing the quarterback. Um, you know, getting pressure and and making the, making the quarterbacks make the mistakes because they got pressure in their face, and the DBs not getting beat on long plays. That's I think what bothers me is there's so many plays that I saw on uh, second and longs or third and third and longs even where you know Keenan Allen or uh, Mike Williams was there. Um, and they just, you know, they let them off the hook and those receivers came down with the balls and, and, uh, you know, kept the chains moving and kept that defense on the field when we really needed to get them off the field to get them, um, you know, a breather. And especially with having offensive momentum being slowed down by being, you know, you know, in the fourth quarter, we had kicked a field goal and that was pretty much it. But we only, I think had the ball for only one fourth quarter possession, and the Chargers basically had it for the, the rest of the time. So it was a good team win. Um, you know, the Raiders are now moving, uh, move, have stayed in second place at five and three. They're now in sixth place in the, in the AFC. If the playoffs were to end today, they would match up against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, which we've already lost to them. But that was a close game, closer than what the score says. So I like our chances against Buffalo if the, if the season were to end today. But, uh, you know, the season's not over yet. We got about five or six more weeks to go. Um, hopefully, you know, knock on wood without any more COVID outbreaks. Uh, and we're not even 100% either. You know, we still don't have Trent Brown. I don't believe we have Richie Incognito back quite yet. Um, we're a little bit banged up too in receivers. But, you know, Derek Carr has been doing really, really well. And uh, the Raiders are moving along. And so I, I suspect that they'll do the same when we go against the Broncos. So, Speaking of that, you guys, we're going to transition right now to talking about the Broncos and Raiders matchup. So the last five games, each of the Raiders and Broncos have each gone three and two in their last five. The Raiders are on a two-game winning streak. Like I mentioned, um, the Raiders are one and two at home. The Broncos are two and two at home. Uh, the story, I think, of this game is going to be for the Raiders to uh, just know where Bronco defensive guys are at at all times. Um because um, our defense has been so pitiful <laughs> that uh, collectively as a team defensively, we only have nine sacks. And I believe uh, Max Crosby has about five, five and a half of those. So obviously he's got half of our total team sacks. So the Broncos themselves, though, just their linebacking core has 10 plus sacks out of a total of 22 team sacks. So, you know, Nick Chubb and uh, Malik Reed. We are going to have to make sure that we know where those guys are at at all times. And, uh, you know, the Broncos run defense is not the greatest, but these linebackers, though, will blitz and they will create havoc. 
uh, you know, again, I'll point to the 22 sacks. That doesn't tell me that they can't get to the, the quarterback. That tells me that they are getting to the quarterback. Um, and they've played some really good competition with some good offensive linemen and have still beaten them to get to the quarterback. So uh, the Raiders line has been essentially banged up from the get-go. Uh, Trent Brown, we don't know when he's coming back. There's a lot of issues with that. Um, Richie Incognito, I don't think he's back quite yet. Um and uh, I think Sam Young, we have him as questionable on injury report, and he's been a he's been actually a really good part to the offensive line. Um, and credit Tom Cable for making this offensive line play above their capabilities. Man, this is one of the reasons why I told Andrew a while ago I would I love Tom Cable because look at the job he did in Seattle with that offensive line that was always banged up, and he got those guys to play above what they're capable of and he's doing the same thing with the Raiders offensive line and and he is a Raider to the core and he was a former offensive head coach or he's a former head coach for the Raiders so I find it really fitting that basically we got the best O-line coach in the game um, and you it can t- it shows man we've got some second stringers in some cases having thrown some str- third stringers to really play and protect Carr. Now, granted, Carr's been sacked 14 times, so that doesn't mean that we've essentially, you know, protected him the, you know, the best out of every quarterback. But for the most part, when Derek Carr's protected, can step up into the pocket, you know, Derek Carr can unload and he can throw the ball. And, um, you know, we also have a steady run game where we get Jacobs or Devontae Booker, um, you know, the ball, and they get into space and they can create moves and, and, and help the offense. So, you know, our offensive line is definitely going to have their work cut out for us in this week's game, uh, having to keep up with Chubb and Reed. Uh, also, too, another um, another Bronco defensive player that we need to keep our eyes on for sure is Justin Simmons. He leads their team right now with three interceptions on the year. He is a safety for that team, which means that when a team tries to throw um, deep passes on them, it he's a ball hawk. He's going to, you know, he's going to be out there in coverage. So I know that Derek Carr normally throughout his career has been known to, um, you know, lob a pass or put a little touch on it, give it a little air underneath it. Um, and I think Derek Carr is going to have to just dial that down a little bit, or maybe put a little bit more zip on the ball. Um, and not like an example, if Henry Ruggs is going out for a long bomb, um, and you know, you got, uh, Justin Simmons there, that's still keeping up with him. Lobbing the ball is not going to help that situation. Um, and we just need to be careful because Justin Simmons will track that ball and he will come down with it. And that's the last thing we need. Um, and we don't want to give this offense, um, the Broncos offense life by having the defense turn the ball over. So we definitely need to do our job. We need the off. We need that offensive line to guard Carr, and we need Derek Carr to continue throwing 70% of his completion passes, um, and finding his receivers and not turning over the ball which he's thankfully been a lot better at this season. Uh, and uh, it's, it's showing for sure. A uh, couple of other things too. Here are some keys that I have that is going to require us to beat the Broncos. And it goes as the follow. Give the ball to Josh Jacobs. Give the ball to Josh Jacobs. Give the ball to Josh Jacobs. And oh yeah, give the ball to Josh Jacobs. Um, obviously this young cat has been doing really, really well for us. Um, some situations in some games he's been bottled up. Uh, the Raiders, I would like to see them get a little bit more creative and involve him more in the screen passing game. Uh, you know, Jacobs did mention that he worked with uh, Hunter Winfro on route running to kind of understand the route tree to be a better route runner um, for quarterbacks when it comes to those times where he has a mismatch with a linebacker or, um, you know, if for some reason, um, you know, if he's being matched up with a defensive end, 
defensively, I mean, that's a that's a mismatch for sure. But uh, I'd like to see the Raiders get a, get really creative in getting him the ball, regardless if it's uh, you know rushes or screen passing or get him to go out into the flat, get him to run a some sort of uh, some sort of route or something. Just get him the ball. He will definitely be the X factor. Um, and what I think will end up happening is once we get Jacobs in, let's say that running game goes, or Devontae Booker gets going, or both of them get going for that matter, that'll open up play action. We get Henry Ruggs out there flying around. We can maybe open up the defense, keep them honest. That way we have the playbook at our disposal. But it will require that offensive line, though, obviously to protect Jacobs, to protect Derek Carr, and to make sure we don't give up any sacks to stop that momentum. Another key thing that we need to definitely do as a team is defensively, we need to get off the field. Um, you know, we're. I'm just going to go out on a limb. Drew Locke is not Justin Herbert. I think we can all agree on that. He's not anywhere close to his. Um, we're. Um, Drew Locke is not anywhere close to Justin Herbert's talent, arm talent, especially arm strength. Um, do I think Drew Locke is a good quarterback? Yeah, I mean, he's in the NFL, and he's a starter. And even when he was injured, he didn't lose his starting job. But we'll say, though, when pressured, you know, for example, just like Baker Mayfield, you can turn him into a turnover machine or a at least an average to below average quarterback because, again, he will make mistakes because he's trying to do too much. And, you know, the Raiders' defense – Again, doesn't have a whole lot of sacks, doesn't have a whole lot of pressure, so we need to do our best to be creative. Um, I will credit Paul Gunther in this, though. I have been seeing a little bit more blitzes that involve Abrams coming from you know, the safety spot or some cornerback blitzes that really just kind of makes the offensive line of the opposing team react really quickly, so that way it opens up you know, another, you know, another pass rusher to kind of you know, put the quarterback on their heels, maybe throw off their back foot. Uh, you know, be a little bit more inaccurate with the pass. So I, I have seen a lot of that from uh, the defense, and I, I maybe I'll credit that to Paul Gunther with switching some stuff up. But still, though, if the defense is not going to get to a quarterback, you know, Drew Locke may not be Justin Herbert's status in terms of um, talent, but he will throw all over that defense, and he's got the weapons with Judy Hamilton – uh, Noah Font, he's got, uh, excuse me, Noah Fant, he's got all these weapons at his disposal. Um, oh, and that's not even to mention, um, you know, Lindsey and Gordon at the running back position that could run on the defense, create play action. You know, again, Drew Locke is not an elite quarterback, but you give him time and you, you know, you, our defense isn't in sync or can't pressure him, and he's going to throw that ball all over the field and he's going to and he's going to spread that offense around. That's one of the things that I had told Drew in our um, in our essentially preseason uh, rankings when we did that series is that you know the Broncos are an underlining powerhouse team. They're not. They've got a solid defense that gets to the quarterback. And before uh, Courtney Sutter, uh, Sutton got hurt, you know that was their number one guy with Judy. And again, they've got a collection of other wired receivers that are very, very good. And Drew Locke, again, he's not an elite quarterback, but he can get the ball to those players. And the Broncos had a really good end of the last season. Now, granted, this season, they're a little underwhelming. They're not performing as well as we thought. They're just short of 500. Um, and they had last-minute comebacks against the Chargers, who we just beat as well. So they have gut. They have grit. Um, Drew Locke is a quarterback that could that can lead them. He's not elite. He's not an Aaron Rodgers. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. Let's not get that out of context. I'm just saying, though, 
without pressure from the Raiders, he is a good quarterback that can make them pay for it. So the Raiders defense needs to do their best, which I'm I'm not saying that they don't, but they need to do a really good job at pressuring Drew Locke, get him uncomfortable. We need to get to him and we need to sack him. We need to create some sort of confusion. We need to do um you know, we need to do whatever we can do so that way Drew Locke is not the reason that we lose. Um, and I think we have the ability to do that. You know, the Broncos offensive line has been banged up for a little bit, but, you know, I don't know how many offensive lines we've gone through this week that have been banged up and we still can't pressure that quarterback. But, you know, for this game, it's a divisional rivalry, AFC West matchup. The Broncos and Raiders rivalry games are always intense, always good. I do have faith that the Raiders will pull this one out in Las Vegas at the new stadium. So I'm hopeful in that. But, you know, keys to winning are going to be getting the ball to Jacobs getting that offensive line to know where, um, you know, know where Reed and Chubb is at, uh, you know, not getting too crazy with Justin Simmons kind of ball hawking. So we have some keys to victory here. We can easily do it. Um, we just have a really good matchup with the Broncos coming up. And then the following week we have the chiefs in Las Vegas following that. So we've got two divisional games that we need to basically be on our toes with, and we nef- if we want to be competitive in the AFC and make some noise, we definitely need these victories and we need to, you know, we definitely need to come out with some good hard wins. So that's what I'll say about that. And so, you know, I'd appreciate if you guys let us know what you think the Raiders need to do. What are their keys to victories? What's going to take for them to beat the Broncos? Or if the Broncos are going to win, you know, what, are, what do the Broncos need to do to beat the Raiders? So, you know, I'd appreciate if you guys let us know that. You guys can go to, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Drew Code Sports Talk. Let us know about all that. Um, you guys can comment on the podcast wherever you guys listen to it. You guys can also go to our website, DrewCodeSportsTalk.com to post your comments or your questions or give us some feedback or what you guys think. So can't wait to see all that and read all that and to let us know what's going on. All right, guys. So now we're going to talk about Derek Carr because we've been getting, well, at least on Twitter, Drew and I have been seeing, you know, Derek Carr makes one wrong move. He, the, the ball's incomplete or the receiver drops it. For example, Derek, Darren Waller himself fumbles the ball and it's Derek Carr's fault all of a sudden. So we're, I'm just going to talk about why, in my opinion, Derek Carr is a dark horse MVP candidate and he needs to be looked at seriously. A um, couple of things for his stats, he's completing 70% of his passes. Uh, he's averaging about 264 yards of uh, passing yards. He's got 16 touchdowns, which obviously is not that great, but he only has two interceptions on the season. I believe Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are the only two, and maybe Drew Brees are the only quarterbacks ahead of him that um, that are better in terms of less um, interceptions. Derek Carr also has 110 passer rating and a 77 QBR in the season. And again, just like what I mentioned, 50 is the average, and right now um, – 50 is a is an average QBR that a quarterback should have that measures all the metric when it comes to rushing and all that stuff. And Derek Carr is at 77 right now. So that's pretty much tops in the league. Um, on the road, especially, Derek Carr is where he comes to life. And he's done really well. We've He's led the team in a 4-1 and one road victory, averaging um, nearly averaging the 110 uh, quarterback rating on the road. Um, and he has a 9 touchdowns to one interception on the road now at home we've played less games there's only been three games that we've played at home so far this season quarterback rating is about the same it's about 109 if you round up and he's thrown seven touchdowns and one interception 
Um, passing yards are about the same. Uh, at home, he's averaging about 230, 293, so he throws it more at home. And on the road, uh, it's about 224. But I will mention, too, the road game that we did play against Cleveland. Derek Carr only threw for 111 yards. That was because of the snowy, slushy, whatever the hell that thing was, game that he, that they had uh, two weeks ago. And then, of course, the Chargers, again, because of the run game, Derek Carr didn't need to throw it all over the place. He only threw for 165. So those two games, obviously, are bringing down that average. But even still, though, um, you know, you can't deny that Derek Carr on the road, where it matters most, is getting it done for the team. Um, he's not turning over the ball. He's making good decisions, completing 70% of his passes. That's better than Patrick Mahomes for sure. Um, and that's better than Aaron Rodgers, believe it or not. And I believe that is better than also Drew Brees and Tom Brady. So these are high name elite quarterbacks that we recognize as the best that Derek Carr has a better passing completion than them. Uh, and again, he's only thrown two interceptions, which means he's showing that he's making better decisions with the ball. Do I think that he needs to change things up, um, you know, and make sure that he is not making lackadaisical mistakes? Sure. But I mean, for a team that's five and three right now, that is, you know, overachieving what we anticipated and their anticipation and their um, expectations are to get into the playoffs and be a scary AFC team. I think Derek Carr is doing a really good job at leading that. And now that uh, John Gruden has really given him the, the AOK to, you know, what he sees at the line to change and make decisions where necessary, whether that be, you know, switching up to a pass play or a run play, switching over the blocking scheme. You know, he's empowered Carr to do that. And you can see Derek Carr looks a lot more comfortable this season. And I think Derek Carr's on a redemption season. He's got, you know, Greg Olson, who was his OC for his uh, 2016 campaign where he was uh, it, looking like an MVP candidate before he got injured. And now that um, Greg Olson is back, he's looking really, really good, especially the last two seasons, each completing 70% each of the last two seasons. So is Derek Carr a dark horse in the in the NFL? Yes, for sure. I don't think there's any question about that. Being 5-3, and three, getting his team in playoff position, playing the way he is, is, is definitely the reason for that. So... That's what I got, you guys. I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to win the MVP. I'm not saying that he's a surefire lock. I mean, do I think Patrick Mahomes is a, is a more likely MVP candidate? Yes. I would I would even argue that um, Drew Brees right now is a, is a better argument for being an MVP. Not saying that MVP is going to go to only quarterback because, I mean, look at Alvin Kamara. Look what he's doing with the Saints. Um, you know, Josh Allen is looking like an MVP in Buffalo. I think that's a better case than Derek Carr. But... If Derek Carr continues to elevate his team to get him into the playoffs to make him more rev, uh, relevant, and especially with Derek Carr in late game situations, scores for his team, gets his team in scoring position, puts him in positions of winning. And what has been Derek Carr's reason to why he he'll he gets uh, losses in his record? Because the defense. Now, granted, has there been times that he's thrown errant passes and interceptions? Yes, but not. Not any quarterback is perfect, but Derek Carr the last two seasons has definitely stepped up, and especially this season has gotten his team into playoff position um, with uh, basically week 10 down the stretch, and we have about, what, six games, five, six games left to go in this season, and he's gotten them in this position and in a very good position with some winnable games 
Why? Because we have an offensive line that's blocking for him. We have a really good running back and a really good uh, receiving core. And who's getting them the ball? Derek Carr. So that's the reason why I've got him as the MVP dark horse. Do I think he'll win it? I don't know. There's a lot of season left to go. I think there's some other candidates that are a little bit ahead of him. But should he be in discussion? Absolutely. Because could we put um, Baker Mayfield in the Raiders position and they'd be 5-3? and three? Nope. I don't think so. Um I don't think you can put any other, I mean, other than Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, that's a little bit different, but I think Derek Carr is elevating the Raiders to a spot of being respectable again, and when the Raiders are winning, I think it comes down to Derek Carr putting them over the top and doing what he doing what he's needing to do, and this season is definitely foolproof and, and evident of that, so... Uh, let us know what you guys think. You guys go to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and let us know on our uh, on our pages what you guys think of uh, Derek Carr as an MVP candidate. Uh, let us know how you feel. If there's one better or someone that we missed, let us know. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for checking out the episode. We do appreciate you guys still listening. Again, thank you guys so much for bearing with us with uh, me recording solo. Uh, Drew will be back next week for sure, and I know he cannot wait to talk about all this Raider stuff that's going on. So, you know, we appreciate you guys again for listening. If you guys want to listen to any episodes, you guys are going to want to go to uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, and look for Drew Code Sports Talk. Uh, you guys can also listen to full episodes on our website at DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. Uh, we also got uh, YouTube uh, material on there and a lot of other good content. So if you want to check us out on YouTube, it's Drew Code Sports Talk. Hit the subscribe button and then you get notified when we get uh, new videos released. And they're pretty much basically the episode that we've recorded we just put our zoom call on there and eventually when we meet uh face to face again when this whole pandemic thing kind of uh, goes away or whenever it's ended uh, drew and i will definitely be getting back into it uh in person in the same room putting out some video content for you guys so again you guys we are very thankful for you guys uh, listening to us and showing your support and all the all the love so we definitely appreciate it if you guys want to follow us on uh, social media head over to uh, instagram twitter or facebook at drew code sports talk um, and also, if you guys are looking to get some uh, fitness gear or supplements, you guys are going to want to click on our special link for FNX Fit. Uh, it's, on our, it's on our website at the bottom of our partners list. You'll see a link to click on, and it'll be a special link that you click on and use Drew Code 15 to save 15% off any purchases uh, through FNX Fit. They're a great company. They have got great gear and great supplements. Drew and I have all of that great stuff. So we definitely encourage you guys to do the same. So. Uh, Again, you guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Please let us know how we did by rating and reviewing all of our episodes and also going back and listening to any of your favorites. So uh, we hope to hear from you guys again very shortly and very soon. Uh, Be safe out there and don't forget to wear your mask. So uh, with all that being said, you guys have a great week and we'll see you guys next time. Mm